Give Granny soil. <laughs> Give Granny soil. Yeah, Don't come. Yeah, that sounds good. Mm. <laughs> okay. What's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but even if we don't like something, we encourage you to support the things you do enjoy. Go buy physical releases, go see bands. We're not striving to be professional critics or make objective value judgments. We're two morons in a basement. Our opinions are really immaterial. We're just trying to put new music in front of you and encourage you to interact with it, even if it's stuff that we don't personally support. The format of the show is very simple as well. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice. We randomly select usually between five and seven of them to listen to per episode, and that's all there is to it. Um, we are recording this on 4th of July Eve, so if you mean July 3rd. Yes, July 3rd, 4th of July Eve. Right. Um, <laughs> we celebrate the whole holiday weekend, <laughs> yeah. um, 4th of July Eve. So uh, if you hear any booms and pops, we're in the basement, so we're pretty well insulated from that. But if yeah. you hear any booms and pops, that's just uh, patriots and celebratory revel- revelry. It could be uh, Christian fascists walking down the door, emptying mags into people's houses. It could be that, too. Not displaying the appropriate cultural signifiers in the porch. Yeah, sure. That might that might be the case as well. I'm hoping for the former and not the latter because I'm not armed at present. But we are in your house, so we've got a good, we've got an arsenal to draw from. There's a shotgun a few right. feet away. So. That's right. Um, so I don't really have a whole – I don't have anything this week other than I, I happened upon, because somebody shared it on uh, social media, um, the actor who plays – Vecna, aka One, in the new season of Stranger Things. I guess oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. He did a uh, he did an interview with NME, yeah. uh, where he talked about like music being uh, a kind of a a key component of occupying the appropriate headspace. Yeah. For of the character, and he cited some of the stuff that he was listening to, which included uh, Carpathian Forest and Revenge, which he described as quote really sketchy stuff. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, so wait, so do you, th- so is this guy, uh, just dipping in as, uh, basically, uh, the, the method of acting he, to, to put himself in the mindset? Or you suppose he's actually, uh, he described himself as a metalhead as a young person. And, and then, and he said he, then he got into more, uh, uh, some more indie rock stuff and kind of branched out. But he seems to be—he seems to be a true fan of metal. I mean, he's listening to Revenge. Yeah, but yeah, but that cop out. Oh, I was in the metal when I was young. Sure, yeah, lots of people blow say it out that. your fucking ass. No doubt, yeah, for sure. It's um, okay to like it as an adult. I agree. You don't have to be ashamed of it. I agree. You don't have to be ashamed of wearing token comps <laughs> and you know listening to songs with very, very inscrutable names like Attack Formation you know, superior. (laughs) Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, what I'm waiting for is like, if this interview makes the rounds and like TikTok kids get a hold of it and they're like, uh, excuse me, do we, do we know what this guy is plugging? Like, I'm just interested if somebody is going to start tweeting at Netflix soon about like, um, do you know what your actors are listening to and promoting on, 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 in their interviews? Yeah. Um, because revenge is, I would I would say not really sketchy stuff, but it's no, but it it put it, it, it it's it, dipping a toe in. Well, you know I I don't know. Yeah, I, I I don't know what those. I mean, hung out with him one night. Yeah, sure. Jay Reed was a bitchy little prick. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guitar player. Yeah, he was fun. Cool. Right. Sure. And Pete Helmkamp is 
you know, definitely sketchy. Yeah, no doubt. Right? <laughs> no doubt. Right? Yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, who gives a shit? Yeah, sure. I don't give a shit if revenge is sketchy because I can't understand a goddamn word they say and neither can you. <laughs> right, yeah, for sure. Right? Yes. So that means that means that the, the incantations mm-hmm. that are being spewed can't, you know, fry my sensitive neurons, right? That's right, yeah. And uh, so I don't, I don't give a fuck. It looks fucking good. It sounds fucking great. You don't have to fucking apologize for it. I agree, but I, I will say large corporations in the public eye have a have a higher degree of uh, perceived accountability to the public. And I can definitely see a younger skewing fan base of the show looking up revenge on the recommendation of this actor and then finding things that they're not very happy about. Good. I hope they do. <laughs> yes, I legitimately, <laughs> anything that marginalizes it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I am all about fucking, I, I, man, I, I am all about not playing along anymore. Yeah, I agree. With anyone. For sure. I, I actually got a message from somebody uh, the other day because I posted a link to that and then people were talking about metal and stuff in the comments section and some people saying, I really don't like Revenge. I think Conqueror is a better band, et cetera, et cetera. You know, just discourse about these things, sure. sorts of things. I and, mean, boy, you want to talk about pedantic, a pedantic exercise. Right. So, so somebody messaged me about exactly that, right? He was just like, hey, so I, I was going to comment this, but I, I decided I'd just email you or like message you about it because I didn't want to come, it to come off as, as dickish or aggressive. It's a genuine question. But like... Within metal and adjacent subgenres and stuff, I see people arguing about the most minuscule differences in sound, like stuff that to a layman would be indiscernible from one another. Is that normal? Is is isn't it? Isn't the point of this sort of subgenre and subculture to to be outside of that? So I it, I was like, you know, you've asked, asked the right person because I do a show weekly in which. All we do is speak in hyper pedantic ways <laughs> yeah. about stuff that if you showed a normal person, if you showed, right. like I've noted on here before, even if you showed something that to us is as clearly di- different as black metal and death metal to an uninitiated person and said, right. these are two distinct genres right. with different imagery, a different set of bands, and to our ears, very different sonic demarcations. Mm-hmm. They would look at you like a fucking lunatic. Oh, for sure. You, you you could play Cannibal Corpse. You could play Vile. Yes. You could be, play a Revenge album. Yes. And you could put on, I don't know, a fucking d- dissection. Sure. No. No, absolutely not. Right. Trying to make the argument to a normal person that those things are different in any meaningful way is a losing battle. Uh, so I was like, it kind of, we kind of got into the territory of, of re- revisionist history and it kind of ties into what you were just saying about like, you know, people hoping that the outsiders do stumble upon this stuff and are off put by it and deterred from participation. Cause I was like, you know, cause this person that asked me this is, is more or less an outsider to this kind of stuff. Sure. And I was like, you know, there's been a lot of revisionist history that has made the rounds, especially in the last five to 10 years on the internet via sites like metal injection and stuff like that where there's this idea within subculture at large that people want to tout that like subculture was once very, actually the, the roots of this subculture were very accepting uh, and it really encouraged diversity. And this problem is only recent, you uh-huh. know what I mean? And it's just like, look, man, whether we're speaking and we've talked about it on the show before, whether we're speaking about hardcore or just punk more generally, or we're speaking about extreme metal subgenres, 
if you want to trace most of them back to their lineage, you're not going to find well-adjusted people with progressive worldviews. No. Not in punk. The Ramones were ro- walking around with Swazi armbands. They were writing songs about SS troopers <laughs> from the from Jump. Yeah, and, well, yeah, and and that's not to say that they were Nazis. No, of course like, not. No, yo, I mean, but ton tons of those old dudes are 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 basically full-on fucking conservative boomers. Absolutely, and if you go back to the roots of punk, you find a bunch of provocateurs wearing swastikas, saying wild shit. When you get back to the roots of hardcore, you find a, a bunch of mostly white suburban kids fighting each other, being violent, acting like fucking lunatics, certainly not having charitable views about people that uh, we at this point accept uh, into our culture at large with no. open arms. No. <laughs> a lot of homophobia Yo. in early hey, hardcore. Just look up the reason Faust from Emperor went to fucking jail. Yeah, for sure, right? right? Yes, and then if you get into black metal, of course, all of that is is magnified tenfold. Uh, you know, all you got to do, all you got to do is look at the, I've said it before, look at the fucking band picks at Deicide. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. On, on, yeah. on the back of, like, <laughs> right. tri-fiction, right? Yeah. You tell me those dudes are down the clown with some <laughs> hyper-liberal shit. Right, so all I'm saying is it's totally fine to want to... Uh, expand the uh, the sort of the social the socially progressive horizons of the subculture that you exist in, but to go back and create some sort of revisionist history in which it was always like that is is not helpful to anybody, and it's also dishonest and not real no. on any level. No, and and like when it, we've said it too before, when it comes to this extreme sort of shit, yeah. It should be inscrutable. It should it be. It should yes. be off-putting. Absolutely. It should fucking piss you off if you don't know what the fuck it is. For sure. It should piss you off if you do know what it is. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? I mean, come on, man. Revenge. Vol- Revenge. Their second full length. Victory. Intolerance. Master. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yo, we just had fucking... The the, the 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 what is it the uh, the patriot the patriot front or whatever those fucking fascists marching down the streets of Boston over the weekend yeah right I don't know that sounds like some victory intolerance <laughs> mastery <laughs> shit to me yes it does yeah it sure does right? and and I'm not you know but hey metal if you ask me metal gets a fucking pass yeah for sure it's yeah. supposed to fucking it's supposed to make you fucking squirm if you don't like it. It is supposed to raise your hackles. It is supposed to give you pause. And it is supposed to keep you out if you don't get it. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's the whole point, right? It, to, and, and, I, and I kind of tried to explain that to, to this dude, too. I was just like, these subcultures have always been exclusionary. And if you ask me, that is to their advantage in most cases, yeah. right? Like, right. exclusionary, the exclusionary nature of subculture keeps... Uh, it keeps outsiders from collectively devaluing the thing that we get to enjoy privately, you know, without, yeah. without, without interlopers constantly uh, decreasing the value of right. it. You know what I mean? Right. It keeps it, it, keep, it keeps that fucking edge to it. Yeah, for sure. You know, so I, I did watch the stranger things, right? Yes. You know, that season four, of the stranger things episodes, right? Yeah. Whatever. Sure. They're yeah. all right. They're all right. Yeah. Fuck fun. Sure. Yeah. To watch. Wouldn't it be dope if like a uh, hey, spoilers, um, you know, if you haven't watched it, yeah, I'm gonna tell you what happened. <laughs> sure, okay, yeah. Right. So wouldn't it be dope if the big bad guy Vecna yeah. won, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't give a shit about anything, murdering kids, right? Right. I mean, just breaking their bones, popping their eyes, yeah, all this horrible shit, yeah. But he's very, very particular and sensitive about pronouns. <laughs> 
Yeah, that would be good. You don't fuck around. Right? No, no, that's the one. That's where he draws a hard it's line. It's definitely, it's Vecna, he, him, and he and he will ask you before he kills you <laughs> yeah, what sure. your preferred well, pronouns are. Well, that's that's what I've talked about on this show before, too, and I've talked about in private to you. That's that's what we're that's what we're headed for. We're headed for uh, intersectional imperialism. Yeah. Right? We're going we're gonna to have, we're going to have a, we're going to have a, a, a black trans Hindu woman president, and it's still going to be, it's going to be the same. Same old shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, you got anything this week? That's all I had. Well, I, I, mean, I had we Vecna guy listening we had to a event. good time. We, oh yeah, we did have a really. We should good, explain. We should everybody. explain why we missed a week, right? Yeah. We should explain we had a good time on vacation. Yeah, we had. A, it's the first time I've actually gone anywhere for vacation other than just sitting in my basement mm-hmm. and taking a couple of days off work in years. Yes, the last year I went to. Uh, I went to Tacoma to see my brother, and um, but it was less of a vacation than it could have been because God love her, she's a, a good woman. But I did drive out there with my mom, and the dynamic that a person has with their mother makes a vacation. It can potentially make a vacation slightly sure. more stressful than a normal, sure. full-on kicking sure. back vacation. Dri- driving, yes. driving to uh, driving to Washington with my mom. Yeah, sounds like hell. Yeah, for sure. It, and it wasn't hell, but you know what I'm saying. It's 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 not the same as uh, renting a cabin in the forest with your butts it's, and going and kicking for, it for. A, for a, me, a it's stopping every half hour so she can have a smoke. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and. Um, you know, eventually fighting over her chronic alcoholism <laughs> and absent, absent parent, parenting. You know? Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have that experience, but right. yes, that would that would be yours for sure. Yeah. But yeah, we had a good time. Yeah, we had a fucking great time, right? We yeah. saw all sorts of cool shit. We, uh, um, what I thought was really funny is um, we hadn't spent that much time together as a group. Yeah. Like the four of us uh-huh. in a minute where like our different our differences started to like uh, manifest themselves. Sure. Yes. And and like our personalities ebbed and flowed. Yeah. Right. Like one of my favorite dynamics, which I had forgotten about is exactly how much Josh and I synergize. Oh yeah. And yeah. feed off one another. Yeah, dude. To, to basically turn every conversation into just a a, a a a riddle of bullshit. Yeah, for sure. It was making Brandon pull his hair out. I, I know. And it's kind of fun for me to just sit back and watch it yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Brandon's anxiety yeah. over um, anything that is not foreseen or for like considered. Right. Yes. Happening. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah suddenly turns the day into a bad day yeah no doubt right yeah i think i think our in-group dynamics are funny because we have we have a a four-person group dynamic and then we have very individual dynamics between each other right that are very different yeah yeah you know what i'm saying like my relationship to josh is much different than brandon's relationship to josh and i think my relationship to you is much different than josh or brandon's relationship to you sure uh like i would say you and i have can reach a level of mutual antagonism that may make other people slightly uncomfortable because i've seen it happen in in our D group too, sure where you say something about me and i'm just like oh yeah cool you have <laughs> you have a lot of room to talk on that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and i think that i think maybe sometimes other people don't understand that yeah. it's that's a typical way it's just the way it goes yeah for sure yeah. It's, a, it's a way way we might interact yeah. like for example when you accuse me of quote not enjoying food. You don't. Yes, I do. I do enjoy food quite a lot. Uh-huh. 
and oh, <laughs> and it's <there's, laughs> somebody and it's somebody who makes personal sacrifices in your own life as a somebody who works in conservation certainly you can see the difference between not enjoying food or not enjoying a thing and making a personal sacrifice that you think is in line with your personal ethics if i don't do it i don't like it <laughs> That's that's uh that's that's not that's not how I operate. I love steak. I just don't eat it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> I love how it tastes. Okay. That's why I spend so much time trying to recreate the things that I like in uh in a vegan form. I think that my my, my favorite and I you know, I don't I don't mean to pick on Brandon but he'll never hear this so fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> is uh how like the mania uh-huh. of like my, the flagrant mania that basically I am on the road. Sure, yeah. I do not care what happens. Yeah, of course. And I laugh at whatever happens. Yeah. And that's happened a lot of times between he and I. Yeah. Where, you know, we're, we're driving home in a snowstorm where I have to lead the car like a donkey yeah. down a road that we can't see, right? Yeah. And I'm laughing the whole time and making fun of it, and he's pulling his fucking hair out. And I'm like, hey, it is what it is, man. Whatever fucking happens. Yeah. Maybe we maybe we get hit by a fucking truck. He's like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, for sure. His, his anxiety really manifests itself on the road. Yeah. And you're, and and I would say your cavalier attitude reach, reaches unprecedented heights. It really does. You know, you're, 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 you're truly down for anything. Yeah. I would say um, I'm 70%, 70% down for anything. I can get into a situation where i also start pulling my if weird old women came out of the woods Uh while we were on vacation now that now that i'm down follow us yeah absolutely i don't care what the fuck happens if i saw like weird if i saw like a weird beacon yeah in the distance there's no doubt yeah i gotta go (laughs) absolutely i gotta see what's going on yeah for sure the only the only stuff that gets me pulling my hair out my proverbial hair out because i'm bald as a q of course um is like natural disaster stuff if i think a tornado is about to touch down or something i get really nervous yes or i'm i'm ready if i'm in a snowstorm like in the mountains or something like that i can get a like it it gets a little touch and go for me but other than that i'm pretty much down for i'm definitely down to follow strange women uh, into the woods, I'm down to follow a beacon for sure. All that stuff, I'm I'm way on board. For. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we we had did some nice hikes. We did do if, some nice. If hikes. we had seen a if we had seen a beacon on that hike, There's too many people to see a beacon. You have to there, be you have true, to be yeah. alone. That's true. Right. Yes. Yeah. You have to be alone and in that state of like exhaustion where you're almost hallucinatory. Sure. Yes. That's that's when the beacons appear. Yeah, that's true. That is when the beacons appear. For right. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, we did some nice hikes. We did some good relaxing. It was good. It was it was good to decompress and it was good to come back and um, come back to uh, this hellish reality that we live in. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. For sure. Right. So like like personally for me up there, I was talking to some colleagues about it. It's like a totally different you and I have talked about this before. Like it's a to- like we have completely different perceptions of things when we're out like on a hike or something like that. Sure, yeah. Like it's a completely different experience for me. Yeah. And just personally, it was very relaxing not to be in an environment that was absolutely overrun with invasive species. Yeah, I was going to say that I, I think the the native biodiversity up there is still pretty yeah, well preserved. I, there's no way <laughs> there's no way that I would have been like that generally relaxed. Yeah. And ready to fucking go out and do things. If it was just like nothing but the bullshit that you see around here, it's why I don't. I generally do anything outside in Indiana. Yeah, sure, sure. So. Um, all right, you got anything else? Or can we no, jump that's into it. it? Let's get into it. <laughs> all right, cool. So here's the uh, here's the cue this week. Up first, we have the wife guys of Reddit mm. with their release pig fat. That must be a reference that I don't know. 
Um, I'm not much to probably the surprise of many of our listeners. I'm not a Reddit guy, so I don't know. But I do like the look of this band. They're from Glasgow, Scotland. There's a bald guy in an Adidas tracksuit, and there's two two women in the band. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a recipe for success. Well, as far I, as I'm I concerned. just like the artwork. If we get to it on the, art, the uh, for the for at least yeah. the artwork for this release. Yes, it, it is good. Uh, then we have got Dreams Come True uh, with their self-titled release. This is a solo project from Portland, Oregon. The end of Dreams is also a dollar sign. This was sent in by Brody. Um, Brody described this as, as hitting him in a way uh, that few things do. He said he likes this on the level level of something like Poison Ruin, uh, mm. like really, really likes it. He said the demo has become one of his favorite releases of the last several years and that he has also had a really good time investigating who this person is. I don't know anything about this at all. Is I this, only know what yeah. Brody's So when we get to it, it, we'll talk about it because there's, there's like a few confusing things in this page. Yeah, okay. Um, then we have got Mexican Coke with their uh, with their demo. This is a band out of Houston, Texas. It was sent in by Grant. I, I, I saw some people talking about this band like a few months ago because they played some sort of fest. And uh, the vocalist plays, and they're like a hardcore punk band. The vocalist plays in like a leather jacket and a ski mask and brandishes a uh, double barrel shotgun. Sawed mm-hmm. off double barrel when they play, and I, I think a bunch of people were talking about that. Then we have got Reaper with uh, Viridian Inferno. This was sent in by uh, our buddy Jay from Cold Brats. Described this as some Australian Hellhammer warship. Then we have got Flurm with The Flurm Must Die in, and Dungeon Scum. So um, I don't know. I, that's a that's an awkward title to say. Uh, but this was sent in by Chad. It's uh, one of the members of... Uh, Laser Boogie Suicide that uh, Chad is in. We had him on the show like I don't know, a month or two ago. I remember that. Yeah, he said that this is uh, this is stuff out of Terre Haute. Um, he described it as sludge. Um, we'll we'll see if that if that tag applies. It certainly looks more to my liking than Lazy Boogie Suicide. Yeah, indeed. Uh, then we've got Rapid Fire with their self-titled release. This is a release out on Safe Inside Records. Um, so we had this in the queue maybe a couple months ago. I heard this stuff. It was sent in by Ricky who plays in the band. It's like pretty straight up hardcore shit in the vein of like rival mob or something like that. Sure. Then we have got cycle of abuse with ultimate suffering. This was sent in by Jared. Uh, this is a band out of Philadelphia. He, uh, he did, he he said that his band played like a show or a fest with this band and that he was so scared he was his band was made to feel so scared and weak and intimidated that they just left the show so hopefully um, the listeners of, of our show manage to listen after we hear this and not just turn it off in fear so I'm assuming this is a beat down band that's certainly sure. that's certainly what it looks, it looks like. like right then we have got uh, snuffed with coping human waste this was sent in by Sean this is a band out of Chicago. I knew that they dropped to this, but I hadn't gotten around to listening to it. Yeah, listening to it yet. I think we may have had Mind's Eye by Snuffed on the show pretty early on. Um, if yeah, not, that, that sounds familiar. I, I know I've heard that stuff, and it was pretty pretty good, like straight up fast hardcore. Uh, then we have got Mick Trouble with It's Mick Trouble's second LP. Uh, this was sent in by Jake from uh, Leaking Head and the Kings of Punk podcast. He said he likes this stuff a whole lot. And then last up, we have got the executed with their demo. This was uh, this was in the queue last week too, but we didn't get around to listening to it. This was uh, submitted by Luis, and uh, I can't remember who submitted it last week, but there you go. A couple people have submitted this, so evidently, um, you know, it's got it's got there. There are a few people in uh, in in the in what what's this band called? The Executed's Corner. Sure. So uh, let's roll the dice. Three. Okay, three is Mexican Coke. You can find this at mexicancoke.bandcamp.com. Grant noted that uh, the vocalists of this band clarified that they are not named after cocaine, but actually the beverage Mexican Coke because he likes Mexican Cokes. 
Okay. I, I also like Mexican Cokes quite a lot. In fact, I went to Chipotle, uh, got some dinner before I came over here, and I was going to get a Mexican Coke, and then I was enticed by their watermelon limeade, and it sucked. Mm. And I the whole drive over here, I was just thinking, man, I really wish I had a Mexican Coke instead of this shitty what, watermelon like limeade. fountain watermelon limeade? Not fountain. It was like, <laughs> you know, you, it's, it's the thing that, like, uh, we'll call them prestige fast food restaurants, such as Blaze Pizza or Chipotle or something have now, where it's, like, not quite a fountain drink, but they have, like, agua frescas. Oh, yeah, And different yeah, types yeah. of limeade that are in their own little thing. Yeah. It was one of those. And I've had good luck with... Uh, with various agua fresca and lemonade concoctions at these types of fast food places. I didn't have good luck with the watermelon limeade though. It was sour. The watermelon presence was not particularly strong. Um, all in all, I, I'll give it like a four out of 10. It was that's, not that's really bad. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad. Four I'll, out of we'll 10 say, is bad. We'll say five out of 10. Right down the center because okay. it was not bad, but it definitely wasn't good either. It was, okay. I would say, squarely unsatisfying and this was chipotle chipotle fuck that yeah um well i wanted chipotle more than i wanted like uh an impossible offer from bk i wanted to feel like at least i was eating some beans and some rice and some vegetables you know <laughs> you at least feel like it right yeah at least feel like it yeah. yeah uh so let's uh let's just listen to the first song on here it's just two two tracks so we're going to listen to hand cannon by mexican coke off of their demo sitting there and in walks the biggest Mexican I have ever seen big as shit just walks right in like he owns a place and nobody knew quite what to make of him or quite what to think but there he was and in he walked it was dark too I don't mean dark skinned no this was different it was as if he was always walking in a shadow I mean, every step he took towards the light, just when you thought his face was about to be revealed, it wasn't. No, I was more interested in what he was carrying when he walked in. Some sort of a suitcase, kind of heavy. And he sat that thing on a stool beside him as if it were his girl. Where one? Well, whatever he said, just off the bartender plenty. Oh, and some of those unsavory characters I was telling you about? Not class acts like these boys here, but real scum? They got pissed too. Started pulling guns and knives and what have you, starting some shit. Now, the stranger. He pulled out of the like you wouldn't believe. He grabbed his case and he dives right in the middle of the room and just dives right in. Now, I don't know what he does on that floor, but he's up in two shakes, his suitcase is wide open, and he's pulled God knows what out of it, but it's the biggest hand cannon I've ever fucking seen.
we just heard the song Hand Cannon by Mexican Coke off of their demo. So I thought that was entirely capable, noisy, blown out, hardcore punk stuff. But I don't know that it was good enough to justify a minute and a half long Desperado No, we, we said you've got six minutes of music here. Yeah, for sure. But and you don't have six minutes of you music don't. here. Right, right. <laughs> yes. Fully a minute and a half is, de- is dedicated to Steve Buscemi yes. in uh, Desperado. And that's a good clip. It's a great clip, for hey, sure. Hey, I used I kind of go back and forth. Like, I miss the days when you could actually rip off Taxi Driver and movie clips. Taxi Driver got ripped off too much. Yeah, But, for like, sure, yes. when you could put movie clips in songs. Yes. And, and it would slide. Yeah, absolutely. But now they hunt you down. Yes, for sure. <laughs> they do, yes. You can't get away with that as much anymore. <laughs> yeah, so not you don't as hear much. that very much anymore. Right, yeah. But in six minutes of music? Yeah. If, if you... Honestly, opening up with a minute and a half mm-hmm. of anything... Yeah, man. Before I hear the music... Yeah. Just pick the few sentences you want. Yes, absolutely. Right? The biggest Mexican I've ever seen. Sure. Biggest shit. Go. Right, yes. Right? Yeah. Right? Less is more. Absolutely. Also, uh, less is also not more because I think it was good. Yes. But everything was so small yes. and buried and little in that recording. Yeah, for sure. Like, if if that's what you're going for is basically just frustrate, <laughs> a frustrating din. Yes. Cool. Sure. But it was really like like nothing nothing uh, nothing popped in my ear. Yeah, I agree. I like had to dig down to actually find the instruments underneath all that shit. Yeah, for sure. I liked I liked the manic feral delivery of the vocals. They were basically indecipherable. Whether mm-hmm. or not this dude was saying words or not um, is is you know we'll leave that up to speculation. Yes, exactly. Um, so I I think that there was the seed of a good of something good in here for sure. But I could have used a way shorter sample, uh, a, a higher production value on this. I, it's not even it's not even that it was too lo-fi. It's just that it was like it was quiet and not mixed particularly well. This needed a lot of volume, and like I just needed a little bit more out of this mix. It was probably done by the folks in the band. If I ha- if I had to guess, I would imagine this was not recorded anywhere professionally, and I do appreciate that. But like. Calling this a demo when you're getting a minute and a half long sample, you only have two songs. Yeah, and who knows? White Pantera is two minutes fifty nine seconds. Half of that could be a sample. Is the back half of that like more sampling from Desperado? Right. Yes. Exactly. So I, I would say it's just probably a stretch to call this a demo. If this is just like an online single, then I guess whatever. Hopefully, something like this does not find its way to tape, as we have reiterated time and time again. To waste the plastic on this would be. Uh, disrespectful, to, disrespectful to the earth on which we live. Yeah, right? yeah. So, uh, but like I said, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll probably go back and listen to that Kill a Fed release, see what it's about. Um, if I liked it enough that if I see somebody post a new Mexican Coke release in my feed on a social media uh, platform of some sort, I'll probably click on it and check it out. At least my That's, my interest is peaked. The only the only way that I will hear this band again is if by like some, a, somehow we cross like. I actually see them to show. Sure. Like my path crosses theirs. <laughs> yeah, or like No Deal posts them on YouTube or something. Yeah, or, yeah. or like a proper release is, is yeah. a, hey, check this out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's it, because I'm, I'm not coming back to this. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's uh, let's roll the dice. Three again. All right, three is uh, Reaper with Viridian Inferno, Inferno. You can find this at dyingvictimsproductions.bandcamp.com, which is a label based out of Germany. But, yeah, Jay said that this is... Uh, I'm, I'm just going to say, whatever Jay said, Yeah. looking at this, uh-huh. I don't think we can lose. Yeah, I mean, look at the fucking art, dude. Look at the fucking art. The right? art is so good. Yeah. 
um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty much on board with this. Like this is the, this is something I feel confident in judging a book by its cover in this yep. case. Right. Um, I think he said that the, uh, the opening track was as good, good a track as any to start with. He said that if you, if you like that song, you will like everything on here, but that if you're a fan of Hellhammer and shit like that, you're probably fine with the sameness. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll just go with that. We're going to listen to Shadow of the Crucifix by Reaper off of Viridian Inferno. We just heard Shadow of the Crucifix by Reaper off of Viridian Inferno. That was very, very good. Yeah, very stripped down classic sound. Even the recording sounded old and classic. Yep. Um, yeah, I like this. It wasn't flashy at all. Not at all. At least this song wasn't flashy. Extremely straightforward and stripped down. Yep. Songs about, uh, you know, a vicar 
fucking the nuns in a church. Right, and aborting fetuses. Aborting the fetuses, just giving birth and throwing it into a mass grave. Right, yeah. What's not to like? Right, yeah, exactly. Right? Yep, everything about this is good. If you yeah. like this, this this is this is my new refrain. If you like this style of music, you'll like this. Right. I've been yeah. saying that. I've been saying that yeah. a lot lately. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Hey, if you like this, you'll like it. Right. If you like this, you're no. gonna like it. No, but yeah, I mean, this is really good. Very straightforward. And you know, I, the write up down here at the bottom mentions, you know, uh, discharge Bathory, you know, Celtic Frost. I definitely heard, you know, a lot of like, you know, Bathory and like Venom and Warfare in this as well. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, just, yeah, straightforward, borderline fucking punk thrash. Yep, for sure. Um, I fucking love the artwork. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. We've talked about being commanders for Satan's army in hell. Sure. I think that day is coming ever closer. <laughs> yeah, it's getting At there. At least here sure. in the States. Well, right? and we even performed a nice little ritual on our vacation. Uh, we'll see what, we'll see what, what, uh, what, what, uh, what wonderful bounty we reap from that. Sure, yeah. Right? But we definitely released some Oregon energy that night. No doubt. Um, you know, so, but, uh. If I am a commander in Satan's army, yeah, here's where I think they get you. Okay. Right? Because we said before, go down there, you know, yo, I all bets are off. Give me the give me the spear. I'll, sure. I'll do whatever you want. Yeah, right? absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm your man. Right, yes. Right? Yeah. Turns out that there is no point to anything because sure. I was a good boy my whole life. Right. I just didn't bow down to and 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 fondle the right balls. Sure. Right? And now here I am. Yep. Let me at them. Right. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Here's here's the fucking monkey paw. They make you into a weird horse demon, man. Yeah, for sure. That, but you know right, what? Because like I wouldn't mind riding a hell horse into fucking heaven wielding right. a spear. Yeah. Right? But I don't actually want my flesh to be melded with the hell horse. Of course. You don't want that, but that that is the monkey's paw of being a, a general in, <laughs> that's, in, in Satan's army. That's how they get sure. you in hell. Yeah, for sure. But that's fine. You know what I mean? I think I think if 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 like the the dichotomy, like the the sort of the moral and, and philosophical and spiritual dichotomy of Judeo Christian Christianity is indeed the truth of the universe. Uh, that is, they're betting on people like us, basically. Hell is betting on folks like us to populate their the ranks of their army. Because they know there are going to be some people who, you know, whether they're racked with Catholic guilt or whatever, however they ended up in hell, they're going to feel as if they deserve that right. eternity of right. suffering and torment. Whereas I'm going to be on an unholy mission of vengeance for the rest of my right. existence. Right. right. I've turned it now into hell's weapon. Right. Because everything I believed in and everything I strived for has been proven false. Right. My nihilism has now reached the apex. I am ready to be a devourer of worlds. Do anything you want. Anything. Here's my one thing. Yeah. Just let me get off the horse. <laughs> sure. Let right. me get off. At the end of the day, if I can get off the horse. That would be great. That would be nice. <laughs> please don't please don't meld my body into the back of the horse. I, and I could do a spawn situation, right? If I, you know, whatever. I have horrible disfigurement. I'm not fucking. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm dead. Whatever. I'm dead. I'm a fucking ghoul. But if I can get off the horse. <laughs> just let me get off the <laughs> let horse. Let me get off the horse and we're good. Right. I'm good to be a ghoul. I just want right. to be able to get off the do horse. Do whatever you want. It might be helpful if I can get off the horse. Yeah, I'm for sure. I'm more versatile, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Think it through, man. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. That was that was really good, and once again, I just reiterate to Satan, to Lucifer, uh, the Morning Star. If you are listening, when I die, I'm ready to serve at the the spear tip of your right. army against right. God. Give me your mighty mightiest, most indefatigable infernal steed. Yes, just let me get off of it. <laughs> right, for sure. Please don't melt my flesh to the steed. <laughs> Indeed, my 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 only that is my only ask. Right. Um, all right, let's uh, let's. I'll roll. fucking bring you Jesus's nuts wrapped up like a Christmas present. Yeah, 
Right. Josh questioned me on this the other day. He was like, when we were hanging out, he's like, you wouldn't do anything evil. And I'm like, <laughs> and I was like, yes, I would, dude. I was like, no, currently as I stand, no, no I would not do anything I like, evil. I like being a nice guy. I like being a pretty nice guy, all things considered. But if my whole, if the if the moral crux of my existen, existence were rendered false, I would be... What's the fucking point? What's the point? Right. <laughs> At that point, I'm ready to lose myself in pure evil. Right. Let's at that go. point, it is, is it even fucking evil? Right, exactly. None of it matters. It's pure nihilism at that yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. And I'm into whatever at that point. Right. Let's fucking go. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that was really good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look for a copy of this on some format and try to purchase it. Let's. Uh, what's, what's up next? Three again, man. All right, three. This is See, this is some sort of unholy it s- is. sign from, from our Lord below. Um, okay, this Half-assed is... Half-assed Lord Below. <laughs> yes, yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, it's 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 not 666, but it's... 333. Um, so this is uh, Flurm with the Flurm, the Flurm Must Die in Dungeon Scum. So I don't know if this is maybe two releases combined onto one physical format because it's 15 songs on a cassette. So I'm going to assume that maybe these were two different things. I don't know. It's described as metal punk from the dungeons yep, of Indiana. combining two, don- two demos. Oh, okay, so there you go. Um, so this was... This is Highly recommended for Devil Master, fans of Devil Master, Midnight, Mortuary, Drape, Shit, Fucker, and Toxic Holocaust. So I imagine we're probably going to get something not not too off the, uh, like not too di- different from what we just heard. Um, but like Chad, who sent this in, described this as sludge, but also Chad is like, he's in subculture for sure, but like this isn't, I don't know that he knows a fuck ton about like, metal micro genre so i don't think this is going to be sludge because certainly what i just uh just read the description does not lead me to believe that so um they've got the third song on here queued up to play disease it's yeah so i was looking at that um it's a minute long yeah the the song times run between like 34 seconds yes and around three minutes yeah for sure there's a lot of variants on this a lot of variants so, so yeah let's go with disease all right so we're gonna listen to disease by flurm off the flurm must die in dungeon scum We just heard disease by Flurm off of the Flurm Must Die in Dungeon Scum. How'd you feel about that? Uh, uh, I, I would say pretty apt one man thrashy punk shit. Yeah, for sure. Scummy thrashy punk shit. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. See this band live? Well, it's not a band. See this project live? Sure. Right? Managed to fill out the rest of the the rest of the members? Yeah. A lot of fun. Sure. There's a band here in town that sounded just like it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'd, uh, I, here, here's the thing about this this kind of stuff. There there was indeed a band in town that sounded all, a lot like this, and I liked it because they were my homies, and it was a ton of fun to see live. 
And that is kind of like where my investment with this kind of stuff ends because this this is pulling from things that I like for sure. And in spirit, it's not that different than the Reaper shit that we just heard. Mm -hmm. But it, it's, I would say, decidedly more annoying <laughs> and well, amateurish. It's, 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 it's hampered by the fact that it's not nearly as, at least outwardly serious. Yes, yeah, yeah. This is much sure. more tongue-in-cheek and yeah. fun with its intent. It's hampered by the fact that it's a one-man band. Yeah, for sure. Right. I I will say that riff also annoyed me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. That yeah. So so and that also like that's a just sort of a shitty, campy, throwaway riff. Right, for sure. And that's and that's what you find a lot of in projects like this. And it, it is both their charm and their downfall. Mm -hmm. Right. It limits it limits their reach and it limits their appeal. But I also appreciate them about I appreciate that about these sorts this these sorts of projects. It basically limits the appeal to the social circle because you're in on it yeah or you play with them live and they happen to be fun yeah for sure right right yep but there's you know there's no reason that like you know i mean of course but there's no reason that like you know 20 bucks spend be like oh shit right yes yeah 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 you know yeah for there's sure. no reason that anyone in europe be like damn right yes this is Lerm? right yes if this is if this is a local band to you it's a ton of fun to go see live. It's just fine. It gets the job done. Uh, I have no animosity towards this at all. Not something I'm going to spend any time with, but God, you know, tip of the hat. God bless. God bless. Um, all right. Let's uh, let, and also, by the way, Chad, not not even close to sludge. Not even kind of. Slu sludge is a distinct genre. And this uh, is we not only listen to one song. That's that that's, song at least. That's true. There are three minute long songs. On not that. even maybe close. maybe those veer, that veer more into sludge territory, but not what we just heard. You're not gonna believe this. Is it three? Three. That's wild, dude. What are the odds? Well, we could figure them we out. We could. We could figure out the odds pretty easily, yeah. but I'm not going to because I hate numbers and they upset me. Uh, so we've got uh, Rapid Fire. You can find this at safeinsiderecords.bandcamp.com. This is their self-titled debut seven-inch. I already heard this. I think it is pretty solid. We're gonna let uh, we're gonna let you all decide whether you agree and, and Nate, you too. The uh, the opening track is only 47 seconds long. I I want to say we'll just listen to the first two songs on here because. They kind of all the songs of this kind of run into each other well, uh, and that still gives us like what, under two minutes of music. So we're gonna listen to WDYC and anything at all by Rapid Fire off of their uh, self-titled seven inch. <laughs>
All right, we just heard uh, WDYC and Anything at All by Rapid Fire off of their self-titled 7-inch out on Safe Inside Records. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Yeah, this was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, this was just, we, we just, we listened to um, a new Ended track. Yeah. Before we started recording tonight. Sure. And I said, I think Ended is about the, they, they, they tow a very fine line with me. Yeah. And they're about the best there is at what they do. Yeah, for sure. For You know, as far as I'm concerned with that. Yeah. And this is sort of in the same wheelhouse. Sure. And I thought this was a lot of fun. It was really good. It wasn't puffed up. It wasn't fucking like like puffed up and boastful. Right, yeah. Right? It was pretty angry. Um, it, it, it uh, we sometimes say like no modifier hardcore. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. A little bit. I mean, sure. yeah, I mean, stuff like this, you can say that, but it definitely pulls from a region. Sure, yes. In an era. Yeah, no doubt. Right? Yep. Um, and so, yeah, I thought this was pretty fun. I like stuff. I, I It was mean without being boastful. Yes. It was. It, it it also was mean without necessarily f- sounding, um, I guess, false. For sure. Yeah. It didn't just sound like a barking dog. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I like this a lot. If you compare it maybe to some older stuff, this is also in the the the, the, the wheelhouse of a band like Haymaker. Sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah. For sure. And for like more straight ahead comparisons, this reminds me of like Think I Care. Um, sure. in, in a lot of ways, um, for a more contemporary comparison, something like odd man out, maybe, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, it has a, it has like an East coast heaviness to it, but it's not metal tinged at the right. same, at the same time. You know what I mean? It's got, it's got more, it has a heavier sensibility than classic American hardcore and yet it still doesn't veer into overtly metal territory. The only, the only thing I can say that, that they play a little fast and loose with Yeah is for me anyway is the gang vocals sure yeah yeah yeah. but that's part and parcel mm, that's style. that's part and parcel yeah. um don't don't do it again yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah 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 yeah, yeah. chill on the gay right. vocals a little bit for sure um but i think these are kids who like they look back on the early era of like bridge nine records and stuff with a lot of fondness and and gang vocals were the order of the day at yeah. that per- particular time in hardcore's history so they're definitely pulling from a lot of stuff that was formative for me as a kid and i like this i think it's it's fun it's very competent it's recorded well it's generally good stuff stuff that i'm never mad to see at a live show i don't put on super frequently if i'm just by myself listening to music but have respect for it enjoy it comes across well live yeah i would love to see this band live i i I would love to see you know a set of like uh you know 10 to 12 song set yeah for sure as long as you just fucking go yep absolutely None of these songs, and I, I love I love the brevity of the songs. For sure. Yep. Get in, get out. We've said it before. Get in, get out, get fucking mean. Yep. If the breakdown fits, put it in there, but don't try to force it in every single fucking time. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I thought this was really fucking good. Yep, for sure. All right, cool. Let's uh, let's roll the dice. Six. Oh, okay. There we go. All right, six is the executed. We had them uh, we had them in the queue last week. The dice finally favored them. So you can find this at the executed.bandcamp.com. This is their demo. Just came out. Um, so the song that was originally sent to us, the, the the lead single, so to speak, off of this demo was Shock State, the third song on here. So we'll listen to that because that was what was originally sent our way. So uh, we're going to listen to Shock State by The Executed off of their demo. Die, 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 
We just listened to the song Shock State by The Executed off of their demonstration. Yeah, this was this was really solid. Uh, Oi and rock and roll informed hardcore in the vein of 86 mentality or push it back further to the 80s, early slap shot and negative effects, stuff like that in, in a classic lineage doing it rather well. Um, I got nothing bad to say about this at all. I will probably check out the rest of the songs on this demo. I thought that was really solid stuff. I don't have a whole lot to say about it in general. That's what it is. It is oi and rock-informed hardcore uh, that you can find repeated often uh, and done to varying degrees of success throughout the course of hardcore's 40-year history, and I thought that this was a pretty good stab at it. This was a lot more rock-oriented than I expected it to be, just based on, you know, what the artwork looks like anyway, judging, sure. like judging a book by its cover. But yeah. like, this is a lot more rock oriented than I expected. Yeah, absolutely. Some good riffs, some good catchy riffs. Yep. This is the perfect sort of band you want to see on like a hardcore build to sort of break up. I was going to say, this is a great band to break it up for sure. Right. Yep. I mean, it sounds fucking great um, in its own right. Yep. You know what I mean? But, but I, you know, put, put a band like, um, you know, the last band that we just heard. Yeah, sure. This band. And, you know, I don't know, pick another one. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it, it just sort of stands out in that environment. For sure. This is a great, this is like a great band to assemble. Like, this is also like, this is a, you can throw this band on most yeah. hardcore, yeah, yeah, yeah. hardcore I mean. or like punk lineups right. and they're, everyone's always going to like it. Yeah. You, you could, know what You I mean? could throw this in with like, you know, fucking public acid, fucking, um, you know, public acid, fucking warthog, and this band. Right, for sure. Or you could throw it on something way more uh, straight ahead, like an end it rapid fire gig, and have this band open up, and nobody's bummed about that either. Right, and they sound distinct enough that you're going to recognize this as, as different from you know, right, for either sure. or. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, this was like I said, a very solid stab at a very classic sound. Yeah, yeah, I really thought, good. Yep, for sure. This was uh, this was real good. I can I can see why a few people sent this in, and uh, hopefully this uh, this this gives this a little boost because it, it looks like not that people have heard uh, not that many people have heard this yet, and I think qualitatively this is just as good or better than a lot of stuff that we hear like this on the show. So mm-hmm. let's uh, roll the dice one more time before we listen to some uh, to some messages. Two. All right. Two is dreams come true, which the, the write up like or the, the email I got from Brody had my interest peaked, certainly. Uh, you can find this at Cooley Key bandcamp.com. Um, like I said, Brody indicated that this is a solo release. They have a demo that came out in twenty twenty who uh, Brody said it's one of his favorite things that he's heard in recent memory. Looks like they come out with a couple things since uh, this self titled just like single song came out in February. I, yeah, I don't know. Are you looking at the the page here that we're looking at? Yeah. So I that this is what I was confused about. So Dreams Come True is the name of the band. Uh-huh. Cooley is the name of the person that uh, I don't know. Yeah. Is it a label? Is it a person? Oh I yeah. I know that it's um a granny. Yeah, okay. So this is this is interesting, right? Okay. So Cooley, there's a Cooley demo that came out in 2020. In 2020. Right. Then there's Uber to the Hospital, also under the name Cooley, that came out in 2020. Right. Then we have this, Dreams Come True, by Dreams Come True. And they have From May, Twasn't Meant to Be by Dreams Come True. Right. 
And then this stagnant air at the edge of an old forest. By last watch. Is by last watch. So maybe this is just a catch-all for somebody's, you know. This is all solo stuff from the same person, Yeah, I guess, under various different titles. Yeah. Kind of a weird approach, but whatever. The end of, like Brody said, that researching who this person was brought him a lot of... uh, a lot of entertainment well, and general joy. Tell us. I wish I knew, right? Yes. Yeah. You make me do the work. Yeah, for sure. Then we could tell everybody else. Yeah, we're the ones with the podcast. We're not supposed to do the work. Right. We just play the music. Just tell us who the fuck it is. Yeah, for sure. I want to know about this guy. You fucker. Uh, so, okay, let's listen to, uh, we're going to listen to the song Dreams Come True by the project Dreams Come True. So we just heard the song Dreams Come True by the project Dreams Come True, True, maybe of the overarching project, Cooley. Or the person Cooley. Or the person Cooley. I don't really know. What I will say is that's some of my favorite guitar work that I've heard on a song in a long time. That riff was really, really good. It was like a slint riff on speed or like a slint riff riff played at the wrong RPM to speed it up or something. Um, really dissonant, but like a really, really solid melodic center to it at yeah. the same time. It was really jagged. Very jagged. I can see the Poison Ruin comparison with that sort of like very disjointed 
riff, um, like certainly informed by like the angular post-punk of like this heat or like the fall. Um, for a more contemporary comparison, like a bizarro funhouse mirror reflection of a band like Omni, who's doing a lot of really similar stuff with their guitar work, but is decidedly more uh, like major key and uh, approachable. I kind of liked everything about this. I thought that the lo-fi production really suited it, but it wasn't lo-fi enough to, like nothing was buried in this. Like all of the tracks and all of the parts were incredibly discernible. Everything was very well played. Um, it was it's it has a mysterious air to it like everything about this like who is doing this what is the name of this fucking project why don't more people know about this are there physical places i can get copies of this why are they releasing one song at a time on bandcamp there are many things about this that that entice and captivate me and conversely if this were a bad project would consternate and upset me right like if this were really middling i'd be like why are you releasing one song onto a band camp like why are there a bunch of different names for this that's stupid but the fact that this song was so good made me feel like okay i want to get to the bottom of this why is this so disjointed and strange in terms of its presentation so i guess i am going to do the legwork on this and figure out um what this is all about i'm for sure going to go back and listen to the demo and listen to everything else that's on here I, I really liked that. How'd you feel about it? Yeah, it grew on me as the song went on. Yeah. It definitely it definitely started to come together around like the minute 30, minute 40 mark. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I liked... if When it first kicked in, I'll be honest, I was like, oh, fuck. Uh-huh. What the fuck is this? Yeah. But yeah, 30 seconds in or so. Okay. Okay. Sure. Um, yeah, it, it, it grew on me as it went. Um, I kind of was a little taken aback. It was not... I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, I had no idea. But... You know, my own predilections, my own my own prejudices. When I see like a dollar sign in a sure. name and stuff, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. okay, I think I, I think I know where this is going, right? And it did not. No, I, I expected this to be like a lot jokier than it ended up being. Like I thought it was gonna be like some sort of goofy solo project that was submitted half in jest. Yeah, I guess I didn't expect this to be so guitar based either. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, at all. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, this ruined me. I really liked it by the end. I want to hear more, but I, w- I don't want to have to dig so fucking much. Yeah, for sure. I'll, but I'll do some work and I'll let you know. If, uh, you know, the mystery around it is also intriguing. Yeah, so. for sure. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, the, the, low, the low effort of just like releasing, you know, a song or like a five song EP onto, onto Bandcamp with just like a picture of yourself smoking a cigarette contrasted with the the person maybe we'll, we'll assume uh, with the high quality of the song that I just heard, it just creates like a very odd dissonance between presentation and, and like quality of sound that I think uh, has piqued my interest quite a bit. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to dig into this and see what I can suss out. So um, all right, cool. Let's uh, let's call it on music for there and listen to some some voicemails because uh, our absence in our absence we have accrued a fucking lot. Well, b- oh boy, yeah, for sure. We are the world. We are the children. We are the ones that make a brighter day. So let's start giving. There's a choice we're making. We're saving our own lives. It's true, we're not about a day, just you and me. 
I think that was Michael McDonald. I think that was Michael McDonald. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, Mr. McDonald, for gracing the airwaves with your presence. Yeah. I never thought we'd get a Michael McDonald call. <laughs> you know, here's my favorite thing thinking about this. Um, this just brought it back. Um, you know, all these fucking rock and roll celebrities singing this fucking song, right? Yeah. They're all millionaires in their own right. Sure. <laughs> and it's like, what, 1980, we'll say mid 80s, 85. Yeah, sure. Somewhere right? around there. And then, like, at the top of the pandemic, there were a bunch of fucking celebrities on Zoom singing, like, Imagine. Yeah. Everybody's like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking cunts. You live in fucking man mansions. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I very much like the, the cultural pivot. Right. I like, I will say, I think I'm finally, I've, I've lived, and it's not, it's not for good reason, because our world is descending further and further into the fucking swamp. But I will say it's been somewhat gratifying on just a basic ego level to see people come around, like normal people come around to positions that I've held since childhood. Yeah. Like everybody finally being like, oh, wait, cops aren't our friends at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, and neither are celebrities. And, and yeah, I feel like the, the cult around celebrity is slowly crumbling too, yeah. where people are like, fuck you people. Right. You know what I like, mean? Like, oh, wow, you're funny on Twitter yeah. and you, you, you like the post I make. You must be my fucking buddy. Right, yeah. I feel, like, I feel like the illusion of celebrity is slowly disintegrating and people are kind of coming around and realizing like they're, they're seeing the chinks in the armor, right? Yeah. Everything's coming apart of the scenes. And like... This is this is a double-edged sword, certainly, because it certainly is some end of an empire type of shit. Uh, but on the same token, it's nice. It's it's gratifying to see everybody be like, oh yeah, no, this is, yeah, this is this. These positions are correct, right? right. Celebrities do suck. Yeah, they do. Billionaires aren't cool. No, they're not. So okay, so I we're in a predicament. Our friend Joe. Who I, We're not listening. It's I, two minutes, 35 seconds. I, I should know is a, a recent Patreon subscriber and has never has never aired before in this way. Not only left us two messages in a row, but has left cumulatively over three minutes. Joe, two minutes, 35 seconds. Come on. And a follow-up? Come on. And, and Joe is a loyal listener. He is. He's, he's a, and he's a solid dude. But you know what? Yeah. Rules is rules. Rules is rules. And, like, you you listen to the show every week. And and I think you're one of the few people who enjoys the voicemail segment of the show more than any, any other part of it. And yet you've still sinned so egregiously by doing um, we're gonna have to send this rough draft back to you you've got a you, you you definitely have to cut trim the fat on that yeah for sure so how about just you know fucking should we let's listen to the second message uh -huh. because that's 42 seconds so we're not going to admit that entirely but whatever story or anecdote you felt like sharing in the first message just trim it down to a minute and a half and if you feel like it call in again this coming week Give it another try. Make it a little bit more succinct. We do this for your benefit and ours. Sure. So we'll listen to uh, we'll listen to a second message. How we doing, Joe? Sorry for the double voicemail, but I'm rock and roll, baby. I'm breaking all the rules, and I had one question. Uh, you, you guys got me thinking today, man. Uh, which of these two sword-bearing badasses is laying more? Stronger, veinier pipe, Geralt of Rivia, or Conan the Barbarian. Which one do you think, in a fictitious world, is getting more fair lady ass? So that is my question. I want to hear your thoughts on that. All right, have a good one. No brainer. Yeah, it's a no brainer. Geralt. Yeah, Geralt, of course. Right. I personally, as Geralt, yeah, have banged like eight 
sorceress. Absolutely, yeah, dude. I'm fucking putting it down, right? <laughs> right, and they like it. And Conan, and Conan has like a limited appeal, right? Right, you know, he he can definitely bang some other, some he's fine too feral. He's too, he's too he's feral. He's too raw. He's too uncut. He's too feral. Geralt is a little rough around the edges, but he's he's erudite. Yes. He's good looking. He can mingle with polite society right. when it is required right. of him. But he's also a, a, a badass. Right. He looks. He looks good. Yes. In well, 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 well fitting clothes. Sure. You can yes. find well fitting clothes for him. Right. Conan can't find shit. Right. Cloths and boots. Yeah. Exactly. Here's the difference, though. Conan is more. Geralt is more of. Um, he'll get you one way or another. Sure. Right. Uh-huh. But no matter what. Yeah. It's going to be. Um, Consensual, right? And you're gonna like it, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Conan might just take it. Conan's gonna just gonna take it, right? Yeah, for sure. This right. is a this is a this is a man of a. It's a barbarous man of the waste. It is a barbarous man of the waste. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, when you're a barbarian in the waste, yeah, all bets are off. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I think for me, obvious no brainer. Right, Gerald of Rivia for yeah. sure. Um, all right, let's hear the next one. What's up, guys? It's Charles, uh, the guy who left the Mermaid Gundam last time. Uh, another anime-inspired call. On the last episode, you guys played a band called Flower. Decent band, female singer, y'all kind of gave it the, oh, this could be better, whatever. All I can hear from that singer is Radical Edward from Cowboy Bebop. It sounds just like her. And the band has been fucking ruined for me because of it. Thanks. So I, I mean, I know, I know what Edward sounds like off the top of my head. I do, I distinctly remember that Flower Band. I'm gonna have to do an A B, like a headphone A B, yeah, and figure out how close it is. But I'm gonna take your word for it for sure. And like thinking back on how I remember that Flower stuff sounding, I can see the comparison just based on the the strength of my memory alone. So. I'm gonna check this out when I'm when I get home, and I'm gonna confirm or deny. But Fla- I, I trust flower you. you described as a as a wicked uh, a witch. wicked witch ranting, yes, right. for sure. And I liked it more than you. Yes, you did. Um, I thought it was pretty solid. Yeah, um, yeah, I would have to hear it, you know, side by side. Maybe we'll do that afterward. Well, let's do it now. Yeah. Okay. Sure. It's let's... like no time will pass for the listeners. Right. Yes. Let's just do it. Now. Okay. Sure. Right. Why? Why not? Okay. Yeah, confirmed. Absolutely confirmed. Yeah, one hundred percent. Singer from Flower does sound like Radical Edward. Yes. I don't mind it. No, <laughs> I, I'm still not sold on it. Like I said, in the context of the song, I get I get they're doing like the Os Rotten thing and whatever. I think it was pretty good, but the the ranting witch thing was already off putting to me, and now I I too will be unable to extricate that that association from my brain. So yeah, I think it's still good. Okay, there you go. All right, let's uh, let's hear the next one. Fuck. Fuck, I can't find my can't find my mic. Okay, hey, hey, fuckers. This is for uh, this is D. Smokey Johnson. First of all, send this to Pat Kendlin. He's fucking annoying, but he's real goddamn sexy. I mean, look at him. I fucking hate how sexy he is. Fucking stupid. And then he's just like, oh, here's my contrarian opinion. I bet you fucking hate it, don't you? Fucking asshole, fucking sexy asshole, god damn it. Okay. Okay. I'll 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 relate I will I would say I would relay that to Pat, but I think he probably gets a lot of that actually. Um I many people who have had like an I've known various people who have had a sort of like 
dual antagonistic slash want to fuck Patrick relationship to him. Um, I think that's a thing that he, I don't know if he purposely fosters that, that opinion in, in folks, but it's one that I've heard repeated many times. I also don't think he's an annoying dude at all. And, um, if you get to know him, he's actually a, a, a surprisingly sweet and thoughtful man, but there you go. Okay. I don't you, know. You, you know, you don't know him. You know nothing about it. Don't want to fuck him. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, um, all right, let's uh, let's hear the next one from also from D Smokey, Smokey Johnson, but he keeps it brief. He knows what's up. Yeah. Hey, unrelated to my last message, I was also going to say, do you need an alias for all these bad pop punk uh, write ups you're doing? Just slap a good old D Smokey Johnson on there. Don't want to use the full name. It's uh, Darwin Smokey Johnson. Uh, my legal name actually it's not a fake name go ahead and use that thanks yeah that's not a half bad idea yeah. i would i would <laughs> i would love to start signing my write-ups as d Smokey johnson yeah i might do that at least one time just to say i did it yeah okay like, like the next time someone asks like hey do you want a credit on this but like yeah i'm using a pseudonym now right d Smokey johnson okay and i'll uh, and if if that happens d Smokey johnson you'll be the first to know i'll okay. let you know Yo, fuck a motherfucking bread bowl, man. Seriously. Fuck bread bowls. Man, this keeps coming up. It's been a while. It's been like two years since we've talked about bread bowls. I, More. I know, but it was brought back into the fold, man. And people, their memories uh, their memories have been jogged. Their opinions, they need to share their opinions. I think that was indeed Larry. Larry Gargas, the yeah. originator yeah, of the, the original bread bowl. Bread, but yeah. yeah, the bread bowl debate. Calling in just to reiterate his stance on it. Yeah. So there you go. Reiterate mine, man. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, I got, I got no beef with them. Serve me every meal in a bowl or on a plate of bread. Yeah, for sure. Why not, man? Right. Ethiopian yeah. food. Yeah. Perfectly conceived. Absolutely. I right. agree. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see you in the next one. Oh, it's another smoky. Yeah. Well, we had we did have a long time between yeah. you, so whatever. Hey, D. Smokey Johnson here. <clears throat> Fuck. Oh, my God, my voice. All my roommates have COVID. It might be my time. I'm not sure yet. Trying my best to keep my head above water, but no one fucking cares about that. That's not important. What is important is I want to talk to you about something kind of serious, some kind of real. Um, all jokes aside, been listening to your show for a long time, uh, but I found some really good bands through your show, some shit that I never would have come across otherwise. Um. Thanks for your service. That's really all I got to say. You, you're performing a service a lot of people don't realize. You know, even with the Internet out here, it's hard to sift through the shit. And uh, you're kind of just handing people a plate full of pretty fucking good stuff and sometimes horrible stuff. But usually it's pretty good. Thanks for that. D. Smokey Johnson signing off. Once again. So I, th I think anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yes. I think anymore, most of what comes across uh, for us yeah. is good. It's, we don't hear nearly as much horrible shit as we used to. It's varying degrees of good. Even the stuff on this show that, that we really don't like is usually still good enough at what it does that if a fan of that particular genre is listening to the show they will still like it yeah like even if we get the like beat down shit on the show that we're like god this is fucking lame 
it's usually not like laughably bad in terms of its quality. Right. It's just a stupid genre played by morons. Yeah. Right? We, we don't get we don't get the shit out of left field. Nearly as much. Yeah. Nearly as much. I kind of miss that. I do too, for sure. But I think that was also inevitable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right? for sure. The 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 listener base is like honed in on what we like. They also like, I think, have a. I think the tone of the show in general has shifted somewhat in in so far as at the beginning, people very much wanted to send in stuff to elicit our response to it. Yeah. And now it's, I think the listener base is, is large enough at this point that people such as D. Smokey Johnson here uh, genuinely consider it a, a, some sort of just uh, like a, a radio show light, right? Well, you know, we also kind of poo-pooed the whole idea of, like, hit jobs. Yeah, for sure. Right. You know? Yes, yeah. Don't so, send us stuff in just because you think we're going to hate it. Right. right. Because, that, you know, I don't know. Yeah. That feels a little unfair. It feels a little mean-spirited. It feels a little mean-spirited. And coming from us, if we're saying right. something's mean-spirited, but, but it probably is. We haven't gotten, like, we haven't gotten, like, you know, a rep just sending us a fucking band. Yeah. You know, right, right, right. Like somebody like seeing us on the top podcasts and just right. being like, here, check this out. Because we're not one of the top podcasts. No, we, we are. We are one of the top. <laughs> we're one of the top. Um, so, yo, D. Smokey Johnson, I appreciate your patronage. Appreciate your listenership. Appreciate the kind words. Hopefully you've recovered from COVID. Also, I'm including this message in here because we did take a week off. So some of these messages, even if they doubled up, it's because they were probably under the impression that their message was going to get on one episode and then they had they, time to submit. You know, When he mean? called in last week, uh-huh. we were sitting around a campfire up in, uh, up in the UP. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So. June 23rd at 9.55 PM. Yep, exactly. So, um, all right, let's hear the next one. Uh, hey, it's Tyler Hammer. Um, kind of a big announcement. Uh, September 2nd, if you're in the Western New York, the tri-state area, um, the Leaking Head record release show is going to be happening at Photo City Music Hall. And that's going to be with uh, a lot of bands. Illiterates from Pittsburgh, Little Angels from Pittsburgh, uh, you guys, your band, Parasitic Twins, uh, Woodstock 99, Science Man, Keg Sense Pub, Only Shallow, Danny's Favorites. Uh, just a, really, this is like the demo listen kind of show. You know, I think all the pretty much all the bands have been on demo listen are submitted, so. Uh, come out. You're not going to want to miss it. Um, also, I was just in PetSmart, and I was wearing my Cro-Mag shirt that had the dogs fighting on it. And I was just like, I didn't realize that until I was walking in, and I just was expecting someone to, like, give me a really dirty look. Like, I'm buying, like, cat stuff, and, like, here I am, like, ad- maybe advocating for dog fighting. I'm not, though. I do not want dogs to fight. Uh, at the Leaking Edge show, dogs will not be fighting. Uh, don't bring your dog to fight. Don't bring your dogs at all. Uh, thanks, and we'll see you guys in a couple months. Yeah, for sure. I'm really, really, really psyched about that show. Yeah. It's it's going to be a blast. The lineup is really, really sick. We have had quite a few of those bands, like most of those bands on the show, and I've had several of those bands at the house. Um, Illiterates have been at the house. Science Man will be at the house in, like, three weeks. Right. Uh, so also I checked out the little angels demo. It's really solid. The Woodstock 99 shit is really fucking yeah, that good. Record's really good. Keg stands pub. We have had on the show and you Love should, it. you should know our feelings about that. I am, 
honestly, that is the most, ex- that, that, that's the part of the show I'm the most excited about is to mm. see Kex Dance Pub in person. Uh, it is, it is indeed going to be a banger. So, and don't bring your dog and don't bring your dog. We've, we've, we've kicked dogs out of the show before. We'll do it again. That's right. We've kicked dogs and people out of shows. Dogs and their owners. Right. <laughs> yes, for sure. So get the fuck out. Your dog doesn't want to hear that shit. Absolutely not. Okay. Here's the next one. My guys, it's, uh, Adam here catching up a little bit on the episodes. Just wanted to say thank you for all the kind things you said about Gwen Danzig. You know, I'm a fan of Dan, friend of Dan here. But I wanted to make a comment about both of y'all's reluctance to go to bigger shows. For one, y'all need to get a tougher skin, all right? Thicken it up a little bit. You guys deal with dipshits on a regular basis everywhere supermarket, driving, your jobs, et cetera, et cetera. You guys can suck it up, go to a big show once in a while, catch these guys in action. They ain't spring chickens. They're going to go tits up any day now. Just, you know, afford them the, you know, the opportunity of your presence while watching them. Also, you guys live in a city that has one of the uh, lowest cost of living in this pile of shit country. I'm sure you can afford the money to go see a bigger show once in a while. I mean, your, your guy, Robert Smith, as much as he is melting and decaying before our very eyes, isn't going to be around much longer. Go check him out. All right. Just do, do him, do the man that much. All right. Later. You know, my, my beef with uh, with bigger shows certainly isn't isn't a cost thing. Uh, no, not at all. I mean, we we just went up to the UP, and we it, it wasn't it wasn't a cheap trip, you know. And and much of the reason that I stay in Fort Wayne is for precisely the reason that you just outlined, which is that my my home base is decent enough. I can afford a nice little place right downtown for very cheap. Store all my cool stuff in it. And at the drop of a hat, even as somebody who makes a very small amount of money for a 32-year-old man, I can still say, yeah, sure, let's fucking go up to the UP for five let's days. Go, let's go have some fun. Yeah, it's not mine either. I, it's it's um, the context of the performance. Yeah, for sure. I think I even said I would happily pay $500 to see the Misfits, just the fucking Misfits play, Right. you know, in a club. Yeah, absolutely. Happily. Yeah, for sure. But I ain't fucking going to Riot Fest to watch him. Yeah, absolutely. Full not, stop. No way. And and it's yes, I do deal with dipshits on a daily basis for sure, but in a again, it's very it's a very context dependent situation. I can't deal with dip, dipshits when I am doing things that are required of me to live my daily life. When I am entering into a space that is ostensibly supposed to be my sanctuary from dipshits at least to some extent, I try my best not to inundate myself with them. And as I said when we discussed this initially, I am just spoiled on seeing smaller bands in smaller spaces and having a level of interactivity there that is not afforded me by larger shows. And I don't have as good a time. It's not to say that I won't go. Nate and I, as we talked about when we were discussing on the show, have seen some bigger shows that are just, you know, stand around and watch the band play shows. And like, they haven't been banned bad by any stretch of the imagination, but also most of the bands that I would want to see in that setting now are so far past their heyday that the, the notion of going to see them, even if by all accounts, they're still strong performers, it just doesn't appeal to me on a basic level. Like 
I, I don't really want, I, like my dad saw The Cure a few years ago and he said they put on an, an incredible show and I'm sure that they did. But the idea of just going and watching like a 65 year old man as I like sit in the audience, play songs that he wrote 30 years ago as a young man on stage for like three hours, it just doesn't appeal to me at all. It's not conducive with my sensibilities as a person. This is like, and and this is since I was a kid too. Like I've never been in that world. I didn't wean myself in, you know, I, I, I didn't wean myself off of big shows into DIY shows. I started at DIY shows, full stop. I maybe went to a couple bigger concerts, like, but not even like rock concerts. I maybe like, I, I saw like the fucking Fort Wayne Philharmonic and shit as a kid. You yeah, know big show. Yeah, big show, right? But, but like, I, I think like my first active effort at like attending shows, it wasn't like going to see Metallica or anything like I had culture shock the opposite way where I, as like when I was 12, I started going to DIY shows and stuff. And then I would say like one of the first bigger shows I saw was like Tool and Melt Banana. And it was at the Coliseum. And it was like really wild to me because I was just like, God, this is such a strange experience because I'm used to like talking to the bands and like being in the room with the bands. And I'm up here in the nosebleeds just watching a band play down here. It didn't do much right. for me. You like just, straight and, up. And you just really wanted to talk to the guys in Tool. No, I did not. But well, at, at the age of 14, I probably did. You know what I'm saying? But like, it just didn't do that much for me. And it never has. Yeah, I mean, I've been to plenty of bigger shows, especially when I was, you know, I mean, I was younger within the past 10 years. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, there aren't too many bands. There aren't too many performers that I would go see. Right. In that setting. Danzig is one. Sure. I did want to go to that Danzig show. Yeah. Forgot about it. Or something came up, but anyway, it never happened. Sure, I would definitely go see Danzig. Absolutely, yeah. You know, I've you know Iron Maiden, you know I've seen Iron Maiden a few times, and um, you know last time I went and saw Iron Maiden was maybe six, seven years ago. Yeah, and I you know splurged and spent the extra money to get right down fucking twenty feet away from the stage. Sure, what a bunch of fucking dollars all around me. Yeah, like here they are playing the fucking all the songs that you fucking love, right? Yeah, like. They basically don't pay, play anything unless it's from the new album or like the past couple albums. Right. They don't really play anything the few times that I've seen them past like Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. Right. Right. They're playing all the fucking hits. Yeah. And everybody around me is just standing there watching them. Sure. I'm fucking singing along. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, Bruce is all over the fucking stage. It's fucking dope. The crowd sucked. Yeah. Right. I don't know. It's just not my scene anymore. I mean, I just yeah, I just don't connect with it. Um, but I definitely would go see Danzig in a better big in a bigger setting. There there aren't too many left. And you know, there's a disconnect there too because you mentioned like, you know, Robert Smith, the sixty five year old man doing these songs. Like I don't want to think of about Robert Smith at 65 no, years old. No, I don't, man. That's that's the thing. I too. want him to always be like, you know, in his twenties. Yes. Right? Yeah. Playing the songs that I love The Cure for. Right, yes. Not looking at an old witch on stage. <laughs> right, yeah, for sure. There's so many. Yes, that is a, a lot of it to me, too, is like it is genuinely depressing to me to see these dudes be a living reminder of my own mortality yeah. and like the fading vitality right. of the things that got me into this right. world in the first place. Right. It's, right. it's not like, it's not like, you know, the pictures, of your the pictures, of your loved ones and grandparents, you have them like 
at death's door. No, no, I don't. You're not snapping pictures no. of them when they're fucking in hospice. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. The, the, the pictures that you look at at the memorial are all like happy young pictures of right. better times. Of course. I, you know, as good as those songs for be, I don't want to watch a man dying on stage to fucking play them. Absolutely. Yeah. And and also, like I said, in terms of the, the, the interactivity thing, that extends even as far as seeing hardcore bands that I really like. If the crowd just isn't good the show is often not particularly memorable. You know, yeah. I just, that's just the setting that I prefer because to see it, a band in. Especially with hardcore, because it is such a, there's so much give and take. Yeah, There sure. needs to be, because yes. that's the essence of the fucking music. Right, for sure. And and I think the the lack of that in other in other live music, music settings has always created a, a barrier for me. Yeah. And that's not to say that I haven't seen bigger shows that I've enjoyed quite a bit, but like, I will never think about the time that we saw the Pixies, and they were great. Don't get me wrong, but I will not think about that in the same way that I saw bands that are not a tenth, not a tenth the band the Pixies are in a different setting, in a different context. Right. That I still fundamentally had a much better because time. Because you at. feel like you're just observing something, you're not participating in anything. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right, for sure. So, all right, uh, Adam had a, uh, has, a, has a brief nine-second follow-up, so let's, let's see what he had to say. Oh, also, wanted to mention, Dan's in the band released four classic records, not three. I yield my time, Senator. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah we're not going to yeah, dig those yeah, bones up. No, we, we disagree on that. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's, let's hear the next one. Hey, what's up? Um, so I, I'm doing this death metal podcast where I'm listening to all these uh, classic death metal records for the first time or whatever. Death Metal Discharge, check it out if you haven't already. Shameless plug. But anyway, um, I just listened to Human by Death last week. And then this week I listened to uh, Tomb of the Mutilated by Cannibal Corpse. And... Scott Burns produced both of those records and he did it within a year. Like human was 91 Tomb of mutilated was 92. And those records are sound so fucking wildly different. And they're so influential and the same dude fucking did them, which is like after, after, you know, re-listening to tomb of the mutilated or whatever for this exercise, and hearing all like fucking 30 other death metal albums that were produced by Scott Burns. I have a theory that I'd like to run by you guys. Um, I think that Scott Burns is the single most important figure in death metal music. True or false. What, what are we saying? Thanks a lot guys. Bye. I mean, I think you could make a strong argument for that for sure. This is a dude who had like, I mean, unless, unless you want to go back to, you know, pinpointing a particular band or group of people as the progenitors of the entire genre, which is sticky business since there was a lot of instances of parallel thinking and, and bands doing similar things around the same time independently of one mm -hmm. another, as always happens in like subgenre uh, origin stories. You could probably make a pretty strong argument for your your thesis here. I would say I'm not. I'm certainly not going to. Uh, I'm not going to present any arguments to the contrary. Hey, more Sound Studios is basically synonymous with death it metal, is the, especially yes. death metal nights. And when you say, look at his production credits, metal, it's yeah. it's fucking crazy yeah. how many, you know, awesome, like, like just how many, I don't want to, I hate the word important. Sure. It's crazy how many fucking classic 
bands and classic releases that he was involved with. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Right? I mean, and, and not just death metal, too. I mean... For sure. You know, uh, he, he produced both, I think, both of the Asakura albums. Oh, yeah, true. Yep. Um, you know, so similar to death metal. Sure. Again, pedantic yes. differences. <laughs> yeah, right? for sure. Play right. Tomb of the Mutilated and play a suck. Right. Like, well, that one was just shorter. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that right. is, that is, right. that would probably right. be but the I mean, answer when you, you look, it's, 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 you know, I'm looking at it right now on Discogs, you know, Sepultura Beneath the Remains, Obituary, Slowly We Rot, you know, fucking Nihilist, Cynic. Yeah. Right? X Order, Napalm Death. Oh, you know, it, it just goes fucking on and on and on. Sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that's a fair thesis. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, I still haven't listened to your podcast, but the premise uh, fascinates me. It's just that much like Nate, uh, other than a few select podcasts I listen to on occasion, um, especially now that I am a Patreon subscriber of the Glass Cannon Network, I, I pretty much only listen to podcasts if they are actual play RPG podcasts at this point in my life. No, I, I, I listened to a couple episodes. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I enjoy it. Um, I need to go back and, and catch up. It's a really, sure. it's a really good premise. It's, for it's, a it's, it's a, it's a super dope premise. I liked it. And I like the fact that it's brief. Yeah, You're absolutely. Running your mouth like us. Yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. All right. Let's, uh, let's hear the last message. Hi, Demo. Listen, this is GFT for Canada. Uh, I had a, I hope all your viewing is good and stuff. Um, I had an idea for a Patreon episode. Um, I called it the unreasonable episode. And what happens is, you know, because you guys have mentioned that when people send in hit jobs, it's kind of um, poisoning the well, kind of. So for the unreasonable episode, what you do is you encourage people to send in hit job bands as such. And then on the unreasonable episode, you listen to the song as long as you can knowing that you're going to shut it off early and without listening to the whole thing, unreasonably cast aspersions on the band and the music. Uh, I think it would be a good way to get out the urge to do that kind of stuff. And it would be fucking funny. And bye. Okay, that's not a bad idea for it's, sure. It's not a bad idea. I kind of, I kind of like that idea—the the chance to vent. Also, putting it behind a paywall makes it a little bit less mean spirited, I guess. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's that's the only part where where I kind of like, I kind of um, sort of balk at. Yeah. As I said it before, you know, I don't mind talking about a fucking twenty or thirty year old record behind a paywall. Sure, right, yeah, yeah. But talking about current stuff, but talking about yeah. current stuff, that's not our work. And yeah. Even if I hate it, for sure, that's not. I mean, it's not our work from thirty years ago. But I almost feel like that's public domain. I will. <laughs> I, I will say we we do exactly that on the bizarro episode though yeah, and that is a patreon episode true. and that's we're true. gonna record one this week that's true that's true so yeah I, there's there's just some sticky ethics there i guess uh -huh. um here's but the bizarro one is i think different it's in the spirit of discovery it's in the spirit of discovery sure. not the spirit of malice that's true yes even though malice <laughs> even though it often kicks up our ire when we hear stuff on there it is I will say, and I, I said so when we recorded it, like I had an actual good time doing that episode yeah. because I was exposed to stuff that there isn't the remotest chance I would ever click on no. of my own accord or would even be submitted to the show. No. So it was just like, I even if though it's a world I don't like or care about at all and makes me actively angry at times, it was nice yeah. to just jump in head first and be like, what's out there? It's you know? like we were listening to a bizarre version of our show. Right, exactly. Yes, for right. sure. And so, yeah, I I, I think you're on to something. Uh, I think you're on to something here. Yeah. Um, but 
uh, I'd have to work it out in a way that I don't feel dirty doing it. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. For sure. I think my more, you know, in, in an inversion of probably like the, the belief that maybe some people would listeners of our show would hold just based on like your personality on the show and my personality, the show. Yeah. I think I fly a little bit more fast and loose with my moral fortitude than you do. Honestly, probably I have a pretty strict code of ethics. I have a fairly strict code of ethics too, but I think I, (laughs) I think I'll I'll throw a motherfucker under the bus quicker than you will for sure. Probably. Um, well, I don't mind throwing somebody in the bus. I just don't want, I just don't like to, um, I guess, uh, I don't like to be self-serving. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, okay, let's. Uh, we got we got a couple text messages. Um, one here. Uh, speaking of Nate talking about Star Wars black metal, there is actually a Star Wars black metal called Hoth. Oh fuck that. Yeah, that, that sucks. Fuck you. You're not a black metal band. You don't deserve the title. No. Um, all right. Hi guys. Long time listener, first time messenger. Took my five year <laughs> to, <laughs> took my five year old to his first punk show today. Got plenty of compliments on his battle vest and even found some people to quote mosh with him. We are now looking for more all ages punk shows and I heard some good things about the bug house on the pod. Anyhow, we are excited for Zipper on the twenty eighth. Take care, fellas, and I'll see you there. All right, we'll see you there. I want to mosh the shit out of your five. Uh, yeah, so that zipper show already happened, and there was not a five-year-old there. This is great. This is a uh, this is like crafted to to perfectly touch on every single thing that yeah. we have personally espoused can, our disdain for. Can you imagine crowd killing a five-year-old? <laughs> yeah, just co- coming hard over the top. You know, he's sitting up on his papa's shoulders. And <laughs> just light him <laughs> just up. Just light him the fuck up. Yeah, so that. that uh, that ain't cool, man. Okay, so this one is a plug for shows that have already happened because we missed last week. Oh, well, no. Well, one show two is... Two of t- them? Two, two, two shows are yet to come, but the fact that one of... Uh, I'm not going to get this episode up until the wee hours or like the early morning hours of July 4th. You're not going to have time to... If you're if, in if Chicago. If you're in Chicago or the area, get to it. Yeah, it, yeah. I guess. Go, you only got a few hours from the time go, of when this show is published. Go see Gum and Third Face. That it, sounds like a fun show. Yeah, it does sound like a fun show for sure. So Gum is on tour with Third Face right now. Unfortunately, because we missed a week, this plug is is pretty much de- is, is is null and void. Um, but uh, but Gum and Third Face did a run together. Isn't that neat? O- only the most beautiful cities and the most scenic drives. Hope to see some of y'all at the gig. Yeah, so if you hear this and you, <laughs> it's going to be a few, a, you got a few short hours until the Chicago gig. If you're in Chicago, go see him, um, and then you can see him on the 5th in uh, Springfield, Illinois, which gives you a whole day of warning. So that's plenty of time to make arrangements for the kiddos and go get out to the DIY show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's almost, I mean, it's too too, too short notice for me to go up to Chicago tomorrow. Sure, yeah. Uh, I got things to do. Yeah, as do I. I'm not sure what yet. <laughs> I'm sure I'll figure it out. But I got a lot of work stuff to do, and then also you and me got some D and D to play tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. Well, no, we're not. We're not. We'll talk about it. Oh, okay, we're right, right on. Right. Um, but um, no, um, um, yeah, man, that's almost enough. That's almost enough to draw me up to Chicago. I will say I have seen. Yeah, I haven't seen Third Face before, and I feel like they would be a fun band to see. Yeah, live. exactly. That's the main reason because I have seen Gum at my house a couple times, mm-hmm. and I played with Gum like fun. two two months ago, and they are always great live for sure. I'm sure that is uh I'm sure, I'm sure that's a that's a nice little tour package. I'm sure it was a fun run. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's wrap it up. We'll do the house cleaning stuff, um, housekeeping stuff rather. If you want to submit uh, uh, or if you want to call in or, or shoot us a text message, it's two six zero two 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 eight three four one. Just Joe, make sure that it's a minute or ha- a minute and a half or under, please. 
Um, and then if you want to submit music to the podcast, it's demo listen podcast at gmail.com. Just make sure the year is the, the release is a year or less old from the time of submission. And then lastly, if you want to join the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. I could tell you what your money buys you, but you can just go to the website and it'll tell you right there. I don't need to do that. Just go over there. Check it out, man. It's cool. It's a good deal. We're good guys who do good things. So give us your money. Give us the moolah, the dinero, the pesto, the cheese, the cheddar. Um, and if you like the show, tell your friends about it. Cause again, as always, we don't advertise this or make any, I don't even tell people that I do this show. No, I don't either. <laughs> I, there's plenty of people I don't even want to know. I don't even want them to know that I do this show. Yes, for sure. So, uh, so you do our, do the footwork for us, do the legwork for us, go tell people about this show and turn them on to it. I appreciate that we have uh, an organically growing listenership and, uh, you know, we don't have to do any, uh, me undie ads or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, but, but me undie, if you're listening, we'll take your money. We'll do it. But, but you're going to have to get what you get with the you ad get, reads. You, you give me the money first and you get what you get. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So thanks to everybody who listens and, uh, we'll see you on the next one.